Hey everyone, Tri-State Sachs here with another episode of Playing Around with Playbook. Um, let me just see if I can get our guests on today. Just give me a second. It hasn't been working, that's why we're starting a little bit late. Okay, should work now. Hi. All right. Hi. Sorry about that. No, it's a lot. Yeah, I think there was like a lot of glitching on, on many sides. So, right. well, I can hear and see you just fine now. So that's good news. Okay, great, great, great. Um, I just let Sammy know that it was working again. So hopefully he'll hop back on, and Doctor McCord will see that we've gone live again. Yeah. Awesome. I am going to reintroduce <laughs> Dr. McCord and Laura Ziegler, um, just so we have it on record and in the video for people who don't know and while we're waiting for Dr. McCord again. Today we're going to be speaking with Kim McCord and Laura Ziegler from Just Exceptional Music, a platform that aims to teach people music of all kinds with disabilities, special learners, seniors, people who just want to speak English, Oh, Trista, lift up your mic. It's it's having trouble hearing. Okay. That's nice. better. Yeah. Um, with universities such as Brit University of Bridgeport and the New York University, where Kim serves as an adjunct professor and where I currently study, um, Professor McCord has decades of teaching experience with disabilities in uh, music teacher education at the university level. In 2015, she visited Finland um, at the Resonari Music Center, an internationally renowned music school promoting equity and inclusion is located. There she met a researcher and educator who focused on equity issues and that sparked the inspiration for conducting high quality research into creating um, a school that would be open to all people and music and where teachers would be engaged in doing so. Um, in 2020, they recently opened um, their jam location in New York, where Laura, we have here today, is um, the director there. So really happy to be speaking with you, Laura. And happy to also Dr. McCord, if Dr. McCord can make it on. <laughs> I think Sam, so many technical difficulties today. It's usually not this difficult. Why don't we just talk to um, our dear friend here and then... Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, so I'm our, trying to communicate with Kim here to get her on. So she's close. <laughs> okay, all right, sounds good. Well, we'll just ask you um, our staple playbook question to start off. Um, what have you been listening to lately? Favorite tune lately? Favorite song? Um, you know what? I actually got judged the other day for this. <laughs> I've been listening to to a lot of um, like hip hop and rap. And I, I, like, what was I listening to today? I was listening to, like, Playboy Cardi and, like, J. Cole and everything today. And my friend was like, you do not look like the type of girl to listen to this. So that's what I've been into lately. Interesting. 
That's cool. That we, we don't really we don't normally hear non-jazz responses, but we accept yeah. that. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it. it's it's the evolution of jazz that we're at today, right? You know. Yeah, of course. Um, so I know one of the guiding principles in in the jam organization is equity in music. How did this contribute and guide you to um, to the structuring of the New York School? How do you structure your classes? Um, it's really unique. It because my my background is in public school education. So usually there's a lot of there's like the set curriculum, the common core, what the admin wants you to do and all that. So there's, there's a lot more flexibility here. So how I start off um, every new student is I ask them like what their background is, what they're interested in, what their goals are. Um, and then we tailor our instruction around their responses to that. And um, I have like a little ukulele, well, it started as like a little ukulele group in a homeschool studio as one of our, one of our like students. And they, their moms were saying that they were interested in learning ukulele. And then after the very first lesson, there was really no interest <laughs> in learning actual ukulele. So I, I mean, it's very, it's very open and free and you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to switch up instruments whenever you want. So I think that it's, I don't know if this is answering your question. I'm sorry, no, but definitely <laughs> is. Definitely okay. is. in terms of switching up instruments and the variety, um, how do you organize that amount of variety? Like how would you, how do you structure that? That's a really good question. Um, it kind of depends on what scale we're working on. If there's like one individual, it's pretty easy because, I mean, one one week I bring one instrument, and if they're not into it, the next week I bring a different one, you know. But okay. when it does get to, like, those big groups and everything, it does get a little bit more complex. So when I realized that they weren't really vibing with learning ukulele and sitting down and trying to trying to do that, we went to more of, like, a general music approach where they're still learning the concepts, but it's more, like – Gaining play-based, um, mm. like more like coloring, drawing, visuals, rather than sitting down learning one instrument. Yeah, yeah, okay, that 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 makes sense. I know that um, uh, Sammy wanted to talk a little bit about groove here in relation to. Um, yeah, I know Kim talks so much about like what how you build a. <laughs> music curriculum from the ground up like what do you see as the most important has the most lasting effect for music students um i'm not, it kind of depends student to student because i've had some students in the past that really really liked the free um make up your own dance make up your own rhythms your beats your pitches whatever you want um, so some students that really, really resonated with them. And then a lot of students that actually caused a lot of anxiety and stress for them. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it depends how early you with that kind of educational approach, because I know the older you get, the more anxious you can get about, you know, learning to groove and to just kind of go with the flow. Um, so it definitely works better when you start them younger. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're if you're getting somebody at like 
Like I had like a 50 year old piano student and he very much so needed things like very rigid and wanted to do everything by the book and do everything correct, you know, in his eyes. So it, it just kind of depends, you know. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and in terms of, um, I'm curious because um, this program is centered around equity and accessibility. Do you guys factor that in, in terms of pricing for your students? Yeah, absolutely. So our base rate is that we kind of like go off of and tell people it's like $50 per hour. Um, that's not accessible to everybody. So I always open up that conversation and say, this is what we typically do. What are you comfortable with? Um, so we kind of just go off what what they're okay with. So for example, that, that ukulele group, they're, all their kids are um, homeschooled by single moms. So there is no way that each student's mom could pay $50 a week on top of everything. So we, and some of them have siblings, so then it would be 100. So we worked out a deal to what worked out for that studio. Mm. Definitely, definitely. And can you tell me a little bit about your process of opening and expanding Jam in, in New York City? Yeah, it's uh, a, been a big learning curve. Um, I'm not a not a business person by any means. <laughs> so um, basically, we had to start with, you know, all the business stuff, though, like creating the LLC, getting a bank account. Um, we have been talking to some accountants and lawyers and getting our QuickBooks set up and, you know, all the like clerical stuff that we had to do. And then came the advertising part, which I'm also not an advertiser or marketing person so you know um just kind of learning how to get out there on social media joining different facebook groups um retweeting people um putting out flyers uh we've been talking to um, a reporter from the queen's gazette who wants to do a story on us so mm -hmm. oh. just kind of like making different connections um, with different people in the city. I'm part of a New York entrepreneur group now. Um, so we do like monthly Zooms and just trying to get the word out any way I can. And then whenever we do have interest, I go there. The first lesson is always kind of like a meet and greet. It's free. Um, we make sure that there's the connection between me and the musician and make sure that I know what they need and I can provide that. And if I can't, find somebody who can and go from there. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, Playbook's definitely taking it up a notch with their marketing recently too. So we definitely know, um, you know, we're happy to be following Just Successful Music on Instagram. So everyone go follow them, you know, check out their website, justsuccessfulmusic.com. Um, my last, well, one of my final questions for you would be, it was actually for Dr. McCord, but, um, I'll extend it to you because I'm sure the same applies. I know that Dr. McCord has extensive experience teaching special learners in music. And I'm just wondering how have you and how have, how has Dr. McCord shaped this to be included in jam um, in like group settings? So my experience, my initial experience with um, teaching diverse learners is from Dr. McCord. So when she first started the very first jam group at Illinois state, um, I was one of her first co-teachers. So that was like my first experience with um, diverse learners. And it, it just, 
it made sense to me and it clicked the way that she was teaching, not only for people with different abilities, but for everybody. So I kind of took that to my public school teaching where, you know, I did have classes of diverse learners um, in my school. So it's really, really significantly shaped how I teach and how I think about the teaching process and just realizing that everybody is an individual and you can't think of, you know, like, Oh, what does this class need? Cause this class may be made of 35 different kids and each person needs different things. So being able to think about that and tailor my instruction so that everybody is getting what they need, but they're all learning the same thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It definitely really resonates with me because as a studying music educator, that's something that I'm learning right now about how to reach and teach all of my students and make the appropriate modifications, not only to include them, but provide the same level opportunity for everyone. So I'm really um, intrigued and glad to hear that that's like happening at JAM and how you guys are doing that. Um, so unfortunate that Kim couldn't make it here today. Um, I know. She said she's really sorry. She was she was looking for a request, and I said they can't request it. Um, is she on the live right now? Because I didn't see her join this one. I didn't see her join this one either. I yeah. told her live button. Um, but that's all right. Um, but I'm going to extend to you my last question. Um, why do you believe platforms like Playbook are so important in today's classroom? Um, I think that there needs to be a lot of resources that make things like jazz accessible to everybody. So, I mean, when I, when I was doing like my music history lessons, there was a lot of disconnect um, because I, I was asked to teach classical music history and the kids really didn't connect with that. And the only genre that they did connect with was jazz because I was able to like relate it and show the timeline of how we got from jazz to here. And so I think that it's really, really important to have those kind of resources and platforms for not only kids, but adults too, and just everybody so that they can understand, appreciate, and then adapt it to whatever musical interests that they have. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, like for everybody, um, you know, Playbook is for everybody. We we, we are uh, soon to be launching our Playbook in person. page um, which does apply online as well because our platform is not only for students but it's also for educators and professional development for those teachers that you know they 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 don't they didn't learn how to teach jazz they didn't learn that big gap that history the importance of it and you know and the things that most students are interested in these days so um thank you for that really um so thank you so much for today laura um it was so great to meet you um and maybe in the future, hopefully Dr. McCord will be able to join us. But thank you so much for being here, being a good sport and filling in for Dr. McCord as well. Um, so everyone go check out Laura at the NYC Jam, at Just Accessible Music and JustAccessibleMusic.com. Everyone follow us at Playbook Jazz on Instagram. And this is Playbook.com to stay up to date with everything. So I'm going to sign off. But thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye.